Welcome to Happily Divorced and Thriving, a podcast on not only getting through your divorce, but happily thriving and celebrating your life beyond it. I'm your host, Sai Neri. Let's turn your pain into purpose and your divorce into a blessing. You are listening to episode three, five beliefs holding you back from moving on and what to believe instead. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited you are back. You are listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for all of those that have listened, who have rated, who have left me reviews. If you're digging the podcast, please, please, please leave me a review. And even if you hate it, leave me a review and let me know what is not resonating with you. And if there's anything that you would like to have me talk more about. I am so down for any kind of feedback. Okay, so so today I'm going to talk about five beliefs that are holding you back from moving the fuck on from your divorce and what to believe instead. Now, here's the thing. Our thoughts create our results. What I mean by that is 100% of the time, what you believe about yourself what you believe about your circumstance in life, what you believe about your divorce is going to dictate how you move on or not move on. And that's because our thoughts create our results and our results come from the actions that we take, right? And we do things based on how we feel or feelings that we want to avoid. And at the end of the day, every feeling is rooted in some kind of thought. And those thoughts are essentially a culmination of different beliefs that you are holding. So this is why I want to dedicate an entire episode on your beliefs. Because if you do not believe in yourself, if you do not believe in the divorce healing process, If you hold on to bullshit that has been fed to you, these lies, then you will not move on. And what the world needs more than anything is to normalize divorce, to normalize heartbreak, and to create space for us to move on without the layer of shame and stigma because someone decided that divorce is a problem and it's wrong. It is not wrong. So let's get to it. Now, the first belief that you're thinking or maybe have thought at some point is that nobody is going to take you seriously because you're divorced. This could show up in potential future relationships or, you know, at work, right? And the underlying thing here is I haven't followed through on my vows. And so people are going to judge me and that I am a quitter, right? Like that's the fundamental thought under all of that is that you're a quitter. But that is also not true, right? Like you 100% showed up in that marriage and your relationship and things didn't work out. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about what to believe instead, but just check in with yourself to say like, hey, is, is this coming up for me? And question, is this actually true? So often I find for myself as well and my clients our brain comes up with sentences that are like absolute bullshit. So as I'm going through this, 
and these other beliefs, I want you to check in to say like, hey, am I thinking this? And do I need to call bullshit on myself? Because the more bullshit you call on yourself, the sooner you will be able to heal and move the fuck on and be happily divorced and thriving. And that is the whole point of this podcast. I'm getting really worked up, guys, (laughs) if you can't tell. Okay, number two, you are not good enough or you are a failure, right? We believe, you believe, I have believed, believed, whatever. At some point that because my marriage didn't work out, that, you know, I wasn't good enough for my husband. Um, Because my marriage didn't work out, um, I failed. The marriage failed and I failed. But just know that because, just because your marriage didn't work out doesn't mean you're not good enough or you're a failure, right? Like we so often define as like, okay, well, if a marriage worked out, then that means you're married forever. And if it didn't work out, that means it failed and you get an F and it ends up in a divorce. But like, what if that wasn't true, right? Like, what if the health of a relationship actually had nothing to do with marital status? And so what I mean by that is like, can you think of anyone that is married legally, but like, they're so miserable, like they're so unhappy. And you're like, guys, like, what the fuck are you doing? I can tell you there's definitely three couples off the top of my head where I'm like, they definitely do not need to be together right this second. Please end the misery and the misery for yourself and the misery for your children. But you know what? That's not my place to say anything. So just want to check in with yourself, right? Like divorce is not the end of the world and it certainly isn't your, that you're a failure. Number three, finding someone better is not possible for you. Maybe you're still in love with your ex-wife or your ex-husband and you think they're like the best thing since sliced bread. And you know what? Maybe they are great at sliced bread, but what if like you're allergic to wheat and grains and you just can't eat bread anymore. Like maybe it's not gluten-free bread, <laughs> right? So just like, again, there's a 7 billion fucking people in the world. I think it's 7.5 billion. I don't even know. People just keep having babies. But I'm pretty sure that that's not true, that there is definitely someone better, right? Number four, you're too old or it's too late. So here's the thing about that. One, what is what is even like the right age? <laughs> like, is it in your 20s? Is it in your 30s? Is it in your 40s? Is it in your 50s? Like, we have this preconceived notion of like when it's a perfect time to get married and when it's a perfect time to have a kid. But then like, what is the perfect time to get a divorce? I will tell you, it's when you're dead, right? Like, I'm sorry to be morbid, but 100%, it's definitely too late when you're dead. Like you can take no action from your grave. And so it's not too late. It's never too late to stop suffering. It's never too late to follow your happiness and the things that you really are craving and desiring. There's no shame in that. It's only too late once it's too late, right? So that's number four. And then number five, there are no good men or women out there, right? And this kind of goes with the third belief that I said around finding someone better is not possible for you. So that's really more around your self-worth and your self-confidence and what you have to offer. And then the fifth one, right, around no good men or women out there, like 
that's not true either. Like that's something that your brain decided to come up with in a way to protect you from moving on and putting yourself out there. So if you knew that in terms of the level of effort and energy required on your end to believe something was the same, whether it was a positive belief that was serving you or a negative belief that was serving you, right? So whether you believe something that was good or bad required the same amount of energy, the same amount of effort on your end, then why the fuck would you ever want to believe the negative shit? When literally the things that you are saying in your head are sentences, which you can decide right now, yeah, like I'm not vibing with that, no thanks, right? Like just keep it moving. Just because you think something doesn't make it true. And even if something is a fact, doesn't mean you have to focus on that, right? Like you really don't. You get to tell your brain what you want to think about, where you want to focus your energy on, and what kind of life you want to create. These are things that no one really talks about. We don't really learn this in school, whether it's elementary, high school, or even fucking college. Maybe if you have a master's in neuroscience or some kind of psychology degree, like you'll learn a little bit more about that. Or maybe you've gone to some kind of therapy or a group coaching or anything like that, and you'll learn about CBT and neuroscience and things like that if you're lucky. But I'm here telling you that you can 100% be happily divorced and thrive beyond your wildest dreams. I have done this right? I got married at a really young age. I was 22. I met my husband, my ex-husband when I had just turned 19. I was a baby, a baby. I had a son when I was 20, I don't know, five or something. I was still so young. I'm 38 now. I still think I'm so young, right? Like age is so relative. But what I've learned through my divorce is that it didn't kill me It didn't ruin my life, even though from a cultural and society perspective, it was like, oh my God, you're wearing this scarlet letter D, holy shit. But it wasn't until I embraced my divorce, until I embraced who I was and what I went through, right? Like divorce did not have to define me, 100% didn't. It was until I decided to shift my entire mindset around what divorce is and what I want it to mean for me and for my son moving forward. Once I did that, I moved the fuck on. I followed my dreams. I applied for my MBA. I went back to my to get to grad school essentially to get my MBA. I didn't finish it because I decided I changed my mind, which is also okay. It's okay to change your mind about things in life could change your mind about your partner if you're the one that has decided to separate and move on. You can change your mind about a lot of things. Nothing is permanent. Even tattoos, you guys. I have a tattoo right now. I can like get that removed. It'll be painful, but it's totally possible. Right? So here's the thing. Instead of thinking about the shit that isn't serving you, that's blocking you from moving on, that's blocking you from Going after your dreams, and that might look like moving out, getting your own place, getting a different job, healing your heart, being in love with someone, laughing again till your belly hurts, or holding someone's hand, or just like being so in love with your life, right? Like the only way this is possible is if you change your mindset and your beliefs around what divorce 
means to you and how it's serving you. So number one, what to believe instead. I'm not perfect, but I have a lot to offer. Your ideal partner, the person that you are meant to be with if you decide you want to have another relationship, isn't looking for perfect because they're not perfect. No human being is perfect. We all have flaws. We all have things going on with us all of the time, right? Like it could be a weight thing. It could be a health thing. It could be a height thing. It could be whatever the fucking thing is. It doesn't even matter. But I want you to look inwards and identify and write down, get clear of all of the things that you do have to offer. Your inner critic is going to be like, no, you're too old. You're not good enough, right? All of these things, but they're not true. I want you to think about your best friend, what you love and respect about them, right? And then see how you can apply that for yourself because I bet you, you have those qualities as well. Number two, if it's possible for others, it's possible for me too. I know for a fact that when I was going through my divorce and any time I'd find out, you know, someone got engaged or someone was getting married or, you know, they went from, you know, just dating to in a serious relationship. I was like so mad. I would get so jealous. I would feel so insecure about myself, about, you know, whatever fucking relationship I was in at that time. And like that was just not needed. (laughs) Looking back, that was just so useless energy, useless thoughts that were not serving me. I want you to look at the things that you want for yourself, I want you to look at them as if it's possible for you too. There is so much abundance in this world. There is so much goodness in this world. And it's limitless. It's unlimited. So if someone has something that you want, it's possible for you too. Now, I'm not saying if there's like another guy or girl out there, like like obviously you know, you can't clone them. (laughs) Like that's not happening. So don't take that literally, but you get the point. Use what you see for other people as a possibility for you. Use that as inspiration, whether that be a job or a home or a relationship or co-parenting situation, whatever the thing is. Okay. Number three, anytime I'm learning something, I'm not failing right? It's impossible to fail at something if you're learning something. So I want you to go back and reflect on your marriage. If you have this belief that you failed or your marriage failed, write out all of the things that you have learned about yourself, about relationships that you want to carry forward in the future as you decide when you decide to start dating again, when you decide you want companionship. I truly believe that every time you learn something, It is impossible to fail. Number four, I will attract my ideal partner when I become the ideal partner to myself. This is, this is so important, you guys, because so often we jump from one relationship to the next because we don't want to feel alone. We want to feel desired and loved and all of the things. And so we avoid, we avoid feeling, we avoid healing. And it wasn't until I became the version of myself, the very best version of myself, where I was like, yeah, this is the kind of partner I want. This is, I'm just going to go do me. 
when I decided to go do me and really enjoy my life for exactly what it was as a single mom, rocking it in my career, being able to support myself financially, to be able to support myself emotionally. When I did that, when I became that ideal partner to myself, that is when I met my now husband, Brian. I didn't need him. I wanted him, right? You never want to be in a situation where you need anything. And even now we're married. I tell him, I don't need you, but I love you and I want you so you can stay. (laughs) I'm actually not kidding. (laughs) I love him a lot though. Don't get that twisted. Okay. And then the last one, right? There are 7.5 billion people in the world. I only need to focus on finding one. So when you have become the ideal partner to yourself, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm amazing. I have so much to offer, right? You're like guacamole with the chips. Like you're so good. You only need to focus on finding one. And yeah, you might have to go out on lots of dates that maybe you're not happy about, but I want you to ask yourself like, Will it all be worth it? Will all of the shit that you've gone through be worth it for when you do meet the love of your life? I can tell you I've been through multiple heartbreaks, including my divorce. I've been through so much freaking nonsense to actually meet my husband, Brian, that I would do that in a heartbeat. We've had so many um, cultural barriers. He's Irish. I'm Pakistani. We've had religious barriers. I grew up Muslim. He grew up Catholic. I have to go through so much and I would 1000% do it all over again because I love him and I know that there's no other person out there for me other than him. So instead of focusing on all of the shit that's not serving you, all of the things that are blocking you from healing your heart and moving on, I want you to instead focus on these beliefs that will allow you to overcome the shit that society has fed you, overcome your own self-limiting beliefs that have been programmed over the years. Okay. So let me know what you guys think. If there are other beliefs as you're journaling this, right? As you're doing these exercises, ask yourself, what else is holding me back from moving on? What do I need to think on purpose in order to move on? And I want you to commit to that belief as if your life depended on it. Okay, guys, let me know what you think. If you found this episode helpful, please, please, please uh, leave me a review. It would mean so much to me. And I can't wait to catch you on the next one. Lots of love. If you're ready to get through and over your divorce and start celebrating your life on purpose, I'd like to personally invite you to a consultation to see what working together looks like. Book your call from the link in show notes.